So the Pasik tells us in Parakhov base Pasik Aleph. Pasik Dalad. Pasik Dalad. Parakhov base Pasik Dalad. Okay. You shouldn't see the uh, donkey of your friend, of your brother. The, the donkey of your brother or his axe falling in the way. And you'll look away. Rather, what should you You should help. Help your help him, help him. You know, you see your brother, your brother, your friends, donkey falling. You know, you walk away, you see a guy has a flat tire. You know, you just they make believe you don't see. Huh? You should help him. You should help him out. So that's what the Pasuk says. So it says Imai with him. So the Sifri. Yeah, because if he doesn't you help, you don't have Right, to very good. So the Sifri says that if he, you know, if you pull over to help him with his flat tire and he says, okay, you go do it, so then you don't have to help him. Specifically if it's with him. That's what the Sifri says. So the Chavetz Chaim tells us, says that the same thing applies when it comes to when we dive into Hashem. Many times we could dive into Hashem for something. We could dive into Hashem to help us in our learning, in our davening, in our relationships, whatever it is, right? So Hashem wants to listen. Hashem wants, Hashem's there to help us out. Hashem wants to help us out. But it has to be Imai. If we say Hashem, give, you know, if we rely that Hashem should do everything, yeah. Hashem is not going to help us out. But what is the connection? They said that, what's the connection to this? The connection, yes. The connection is that just like, just like when it, that the Pasuk tells us, that when coming to help your friend with his animal, right? That the, your, we only you only have to help if the guy himself cures. If the guy himself is, is there helping with him, then you're then 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 you have to help him. But if he says, okay, you take care of everything, so then you don't have to help him. So to Hashem works the same way. Hashem works the same way that if we do our yeah, you ask and you go to sleep. Right. If we say, you know, Hashem, Hashem, uh, can you uh, help me help me with my davening, help me with whatever it is, and we say, and we just rely on Hashem, we don't do our shtadlis. The Chavaz Chaim says, so too, so too, Hashem, then Hashem won't help us out. Yeah. Entitlement. Entitlement, right, Entitlement. Right, right, right. So we just, the Pasuk says that if you see your friend, your brother's donkey, your ox falling, you shouldn't look away and you should help, you should go and help him. So the Safri says that if you go to help him and he stands on the side, he says, okay, you take care of it yourself, then you don't have to, then you, then you don't have to, then you don't have to do it. It's only if he, if he gives you a hand also. If he still tells you that you have a mitzvah to go pick up my animal, so I'm going to stand on the side, then you don't have to take, you don't have to do anything. But only if he's there. So the Chavetz Chaim says the same thing applies when it comes to when we dive into Hashem. Many times we dive into Hashem for something, but then we don't put in our own effort. So Hashem is not going to give us help if we don't do, give it, do ours. Whatever ours is, we have to do ours. And the, the, the Medrash says, this is a famous Medrash, but actually the words, the, these are the little, the little, the little words. The Medrash says, "Pischuli pasach echad shel tshuva." You should opening an, one opening of tshuva. Hashem Kadosh Baruch Hashem says this, opening one opening of tshuva, kechuda shel machat, like the the an opening the size of the point of a, of a needle, which is tiny, right? It's almost microscopic. 
Bani Hashem said, and I, Paiseach Lachem Psachim, Sheyu Agalis Vikranius Nechnasis Bayit. I'll open up openings that wagons and caravans could go into. So Hashem says, I just wanted you to do a drop, whatever it is. You have to do yours. You have to do something. For us to do nothing, Hashem will help us. That works with Gashmias. With Gashmias. That's Shire. Okay, that's true. So at least Ruchnias. That's true. But which, which runs which? <laughs> the Ruchni is... The Ruchni is... Yeah, the Ruchni no, it is true. It, no, it is true that... And it's very... You know, it's true. And, and Gashmi has different the rules for the Shtavas. But, uh, but for Ruchni, it's definitely true. Is that we have to do ours. And uh, so, in fact, there is a, a fascinating Gemara in Ksubis. Okay? The Gemara in Ksubis says a story like this. We know Rabbi Kiva. Rabbi Kiva, when he was younger, wasn't at all the Rabbi Kiva we know him to be. Um... He didn't have any Torah knowledge, nothing. So he met the daughter of Rachel, but the daughter of Ben Ben Kabbal Sabuah. See, met her, and and they want, you know, he was interested in getting married to her. So he asked her, you know, can you know to get married? So she said, I'm only interested if you go learn Torah. If you go learn Torah, I'm willing to, I'm willing to get married. So he said, okay. But when her father found out about this, and they got engaged, and when her father, who was a wealthy man, found out about this, he was extremely upset. And he said, you know what? He, he made a nether, he made a vow, that he forbade all his, all his property, all his assets on his daughter. So she was left without any money with Rabbi Kiva. That's the story. And then Rabbi Kiva went, and he did all his learning, and he became Rabbi Kiva. So t- the story goes there. Ben Kabbalah found out about this. He found out about where Rabbi Kiva came, and he was extremely upset. Now he wanted to support him. Now that he became Rabbi Kiva, he wanted to support him. But the problem was that he made this neder, and he, that he forbade all his property on his daughter. So he had a big issue. So he came to Rabbi Kiva, and Rabbi Kiva, t- Rabbi Kiva told him like this. There's a lacha like this. When you make, we make a neder, right? That uh, not to do something, right? That, uh, that you know, I make a nether and say, uh, I don't want to make a nether, I'm not going to go outside. And then I found out there's something outside that if I would have known, I wouldn't have made the nether. So Allah is, a tamachacham could remove the nether, right? So, so Kiva went and he, so Kiva asked him, when he went to camp, came to remove the nether, he said, Did you know, did you dream I'd become a tamachacham? He said, no, I never would have, I never dreamt that. I never would have thought that you would become a Tamil So then he says, okay, so the nether's off. And then, great, the nether's off and you, I, then she could get your money. That's what happened. Taisus asked a question. Taisus says, the halacha is like this. This thing that you could remove a nether if there's something that if you would have known about, you wouldn't have made the nether, only applies to things that were in existence at the time of the nether. Something that wasn't in existence at the time of the nether, it came about years later. Huh? No, but he, the fact that it was Tamachacham. Right, so the, the whole, the, the reason why you removed the, 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 the nether is because he was a Tamachacham. By the time of the nether, he wasn't a Tamachacham. He wasn't a Tamachacham, so then it doesn't work. So right now he wasn't. Because he was on the way to go learn Tyra, the Taisus says the nature is someone who goes to learn Torah will be successful. 
the person makes that initial step to go learn Tyra, it's as if he was already a Tamil Chacham now. Because your Bekiva took that step, he took that move to go learn Tyra, and that's why, so like, like we're saying, he had that, he, he did that opening, that Pisculi Pesach, that tiny opening, he made the, 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 the commitment to go learn Tyra, and therefore, it's as if he was already a Tamil Chacham at the time of the Nether. So this goes very well with what we're saying, that all Kodesh Baruch wants of us is that initial push, that initial commitment to go, whether it's to come close to Kodesh Baruch Hu, dominating and learning, whatever it is, the rest will just come. <coughs> so on, on, on a different note, so the Pasuk here says, your, your brother, right? Your brother's, your brother's donkey. If you flip back to Parashat Mishpatim, over there is a, a similar, very similar assay. But there it says a little different word. There it says, very good. There it says, Kisir Hamar Sainacha. Someone you hate. He's your brother. Why you don't help? Right, this is the mitzvah. But here, but they're both a mitzvah. See, here, there it says, even the guy you hate, it says, you so see a guy you hate. You know, you, time, but it's the same assay. It's the same as saying, there it says the guy you hate, you see his, the, the donkey of a, you know, you're, like you have an enemy, you drive on the road, you see his car, flat tires, so you want to just, you know, make a left. No, you have to stop. So why here does he switch to Achicha? One question. The other question is, we're talking about the terror. We know, like, Achicha You can't hate, you're not allowed to hate, your, hate anyone. No cars. No cars. No, this is Asar Balchai. Asar Balchai. Oh, yeah, you should correct. That's true if it's car. Yeah, that's a good point. Asar Balchai. No, he's Come on, we say, we talk about he's a signer. Over here, that's true. It's only Asar Balchai. Yeah. It says, no, here, the part of this here is that the donkey is crouching under the load. It's falling from the package. But either way, either way, so the Gemara asks, so the Gemara asks, yeah? But what you do? You take the load and you leave it there? No, you help it to put it back, no? No. Help him out. Yeah, that's helping the putting the load back on. Putting back. So this is not only Tzarbalechaim. So it's helping him out. So like this, alright? So the other question is... If it's only Tzarbalechaim, leave it there. Bye. So the other question is like this, right? We're not allowed to hate anyone. So what's, what's the positive telling you? Guy you hate? We're not allowed to hate. So the Gemara says, you know, you're allowed to hate people. Someone, if you see, do an Avera. Yeah. And, and he, you know, obviously he does it without intentionally as an Avera. Such a person does it for Chuba. Such a person you're allowed to hate. So even such a person, you see a guy like that doing Avera, a guy that's even Avera, that you're allowed to hate him, still you should help him if he needs a hand. Now, so why does it switch to Achicha? Meshachma says like this, beautiful. Parshas Mishpatim was before the Chete Ego. Before, right? Before the Golden Calf. Parshas Mishpatim. Right? At that point, it would happen. Mechayim no. Meshachach yeah. was learning that way. And Mishpatim was going different way back before. But he learned Mishpatim what happened before. So he says like this. Before the Chetek, everyone was Mamlechat's kind of a great Kaddish. Everyone was perfect. So if someone do an Avera, you could hate him. He says, the Parshas Kisait is after they did a Chetek. They're ready, everyone's doing, they're ready doing Averis. They're doing Chatayim. So he says, now, if you want to hate someone who doesn't have Averis, you have to be perfect yourself. Unless you're perfect yourself, you have no right to hate someone. So in Parshish Mishpatim, when they were before the Chetei Egal, 
so they're all perfect. Someone doesn't have air, you can hate him. But now, unless you're per- we're perfect ourselves, we have no right to hate a guy that doesn't have air. You the story. You heard the story in Chaznish? No. In Panovich, there was a bach in the early days of Panovich Yeshiva, bach got caught stealing. So the Hanalos and Yeshiva got together and they said, we have to throw this boy out of Yeshiva. He stole. Before that, they want to go ask the Chaznish. You heard the story? No. So they go over the Chaznish and they say, you know, bach stole. We, we got together. We decided we have to throw him out before we want to get your blessing on him. He says, I can't. So boss says, you're right. Betsim, you're right. The bocha that steals doesn't belong in yeshiva. But the bocha that speaks Lashonara also doesn't belong in yeshiva. <laughs> very good. Very good. Very good. So that's the case. I'll check out the Right. Let's, let's count the Averis. Right. That's, that's, that's the bar. You know, it's very nice. You're 100% right. A bocha that steals doesn't belong in yeshiva. bocha that steals doesn't belong in yeshiva. It's also not. We can throw out. We can be left for it. We throw it. It's true. It's the okay. same part he's saying, which is that, you know, one yeah. of those it's a, it's a, the, the worst of the The consequences of the Lush yeah. and Hora are what, yeah. the worst of the Oh, I'm sorry. It's like this, okay. It's like this. We have, we have, another thing that comes up a couple of seconds later is the mitzvah of Shulach Hakan, right? right? Now you come, you see a nest there with eggs or, or baby birds, right? Little in a nest, and there's the mother there, and you want to get the eggs. So he says, send away the mother and take the eggs, right? Shaleach Teshalach Haseim, send away the mother, then Vesabanam Tikach then the passage continues, So it will be good for you, yamim, and you'll have long days. You'll have a good life and a long life. So the Targum Yenis Benuziel explains like this, okay, is referring to Elam Hazeh. You have a good life in this world. Yamim is in Elam Haba. You have long days in Elam Haba. That's what he says. That's what Targum Yenis Benuziel explains. That means if you do the mitzvah of Shiluach Khan, then you'll have a good life in this world, and you'll also have a good life in Adam Abba. That's what he says. Now, we know that the other mitzvah that we're Zohar for Arichas Yamim is Kibar Aveim. By Kibar Aveim, it says this also, that a person who does Kibar Aveim, he'll have, he'll have a good life in this world and next world. Okay? The, interesting, the, the interesting thing is that there it says the, the opposite. It says, Laman Yarichun Yamecha Ulaman it says Arichas Yamim first, and then it says second Lemani Tavlach. It flips the order, so it's as if it was saying you'll have a good, you'll have Olam Haba, and you'll have a good Olam Hazeh. Why does it flip the order? Got it? Got the in other words, here it says like this. Here it says Lemani Tavlach. You have a good life in this world, Uvarachta Yamim, and you'll have a good life in Olam Haba. By Kibar Aveim, it, it says the opposite. It says, first, and then Okay, so Al Mahabak comes first. So says Rukhaim actually beautiful. So true and just simple, but so true and beautiful. He says like this. He says, What's an easy. Khan and the Yushami says this is from the easiest method. It's not a big deal, right? You see a nest. You see a nest. As long as you find the nest, you, you find <laughs> it. They have numbers. You have hotlines. You call the hotline. You, you, you pay a couple of dollars. So you get the you send away the mother. You get the you get you get the okay, very easy. Keep the aim. Hardest mitzvah. From probably the hardest mitzvahs, right? Yeah. And and the Maram said this to the hardest mitzvahs. One of the Ram was happy he didn't have parents because he's just such a hard mitzvah to do. So he says like this. Shaluch Khan is an easy mitzvah. So that I'll get in this world for sure. I'll get in this world. I'll even get Olam Haba. 
So that's why first it says you'll get schar in this world, and not only that, l'man yitavlach in this world, and not only that, even varach liyamim you'll even get alam haba, because it's even. So it goes mikal akavir. We work up, we work our way up. That not only in this world, even alam haba. Kibravim is such a hard mitzvah, so it's the opposite. That first it says alam haba because yeah, kibravim for sure I'm going to get alam haba. For sure. But not only that, we'll even give you throwing some star in this world. So that's why first it says Alam Haba first, and then it says Alam Haza. As Rukhain Kanievsky says. So talking about Shulach Khan, right? So if we read the Psukim, if well, well what's what's the what's the what's the reason of this mitzvah, right? Why what's the point of this mitzvah? You want to get the eggs, you want to get the little chicks, so you send away the mother, right? Now why? What, what what's the why, why is Hashem telling us to do this? Right? So right away, probably what comes to mind, most people, is, you know, poor mother, Achmanus, right? Achmanus. You have, a, you, have a, you have a mother bird there sitting over her little eggs or whatever it is, and you're going to take them away in front of her? So send her away and take it, right? So the Gemara in Bracha says that if someone's davening, and in his davening he says like this, Hashem, you have Rachmanus on the mother of the birds. Have Rachmanus on me, Right? The Gemara says, Mishaskan, I said. We tell him to uh, keep quiet. We said, don't die on that way. In fact, my, my grandfather was still alive as a Holocaust survivor. So I heard him once speak. And he, and he was saying this. He was, you know, he, he was speaking at a CM. And he said this, you know, that Hashem has a mitzvah on the Torah. That, Shaleach Tashalachem Al-Banim. That if you want to take the, the babies, send away the mother first. Right? And he says, you know, coming came the, the Holocaust. He says, you know, it wasn't like that, you know. Baruch Hu, you know, in, in Hashem's Torah it says that you don't want to take the babies away in front of the mother. How many mothers had their babies taken away in front of them by the Holocaust? And he answered up, he had to answer how he, he lived with this question. But for whatever, the, whatever, whatever that story was, but the idea is that the Pasuk tells us, So, but the Gemara says, that no, the Mishnah says that a guy says that you have to keep him quiet. So why? Why do you tell him to keep quiet? It's a nice tefillah, right? What's wrong with the tefillah? What's wrong? The guy is saying, you know, we have Rahmanis on the mother bird. So Gemara gives two reasons. The first reason the Gemara says is that it's going to create jealousy amongst Hashem's creations. That, you know, the, 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 the cow is going to say, Hashem has Rahmanis on the bird, what about me? So we don't want to mention it. That's what one, that's one opinion is. The second opinion is, no. The second opinion is, you know why? Because we have no right to say, Hashem tells us what to do. We are not going to. We have no right to go use our own psychological analysis why Hashem gave us this mitzvah. Hashem's mitzvahs are mitzvahs. Hashem tells us what to do. We're going to start going and saying Hashem said you should send away the mother because Hashem had rachmanis on the mother, pity on the mother. That's not what's going on. Hashem told us to do this, so we do that. That's the two opinions from the Gemara. <coughs> the Rambam says that we don't paskin like the second reason. We hold that you could give, you could give reasons to the mitzvahs, and you could you're allowed to give mitzvahs to reason to, you're allowed to give reasons to why Hashem gave the mitzvahs. So we go like the first reason. The reason why you shouldn't say that is just because it creates jealousy amongst Hashem's creations. But of course, there is an element of Rahmanis. That's what the Rambam says. The So the, the Ramban says a little differently. The Ramban says a very important thing. He says that, and this actually has, you know, it's 
and that could, could be connected a lot to Rosh Hashanah and what's coming. Right? Hashem commanded us, gave us a lot of mitzvahs. This is 613 plus, there's actually a lot, a lot of mitzvahs that we have. He says that people tend to think that, you know, Hashem wants me, Hashem, Hashem wants this of me, wants this of me, I have to do this, I have to keep Shabbos, right? It's a misconception. He says, the reason why we have mitzvahs, all of them, are all there to help us perfect ourselves. Hashem needs nothing of us. And whether we do mitzvahs or not, whether we do our veris, it doesn't affect Hashem in the slightest way. Right? Nothing. But each and every mitzvah has something that it does for us. Some, some of them we know. Some of them we may know the reason. Some of them we may, we may not know the reason, right? But just like if a guy comes to the doctor and the doctor tells him a certain medication, he doesn't understand how the medication works, he's not going to not take it, right? Because the doctor told him, take this medicine, you'll feel better. So too works with the mitzvahs. Each and every mitzvah, some way or another, affects us, helps us. Some of them may help our, our, our character trait. Some of, them, some of them may help our emunah, our belief in Hashem. Each and every mitzvah has a rhyme or reason and what it does and how it affects us as a person. And that's all of the mitzvahs. So he says like this. A person who thinks that the reason why Hashem said you should send away the mother is because Hashem was having mercy on the bird, that's not why Hashem gave us the mitzvah. Hashem was not having mercy, had a feeling of mercy for the mother bird and said, don't do that. That's how it happened. Hashem wanted to teach us how to be merciful, right? But And this is how Hashem chose us to be, to have mercy, is by sending away the mother. Now, if someone's going to come and say, oh, so it comes out just like Hashem didn't want us to take the babies away in front of the mother, so too, if I want to take a, let's say a calf, a baby cow, and I want to use it, you know, I want to take it, take it for its meat. And the mother's there, I should send away the mother. Hashem never said that. Hashem didn't choose that to place, be the place to teach us Rachmanus. Hashem chose the place to teach us Rachmanus is by the mother bird. And that's a zero. That was Hashem's choice. We have no business trying to figure out why Hashem chose the mother bird. But the lesson is for us, to us to learn what Rachmanus is. What it means to be merciful. That's how the Ramban explains it. The Chinuch has a different explanation. He says like this. He says that one of the biggest challenges in Amunah always was, still is, is that, you know, the fact that this world came about pretty... It's... It's... That's pretty basic that there was something that created this world. We call it Hashem created this world, right? That's pretty basic. What's hard to believe is that Hashem is still in touch with this world. Because this world pretty much runs. You know, science explains the world running, trees are growing, you know, there's everything's working, things are happening. So the fact that Hashem is still in touch with this world is hard for us to believe because we don't see it and everything's working and going, right? So that's the second level of Amunah. The first level of Amunah is believing that Hashem created this world. But then there's Amunah that HaKadosh Baruch Hu Hashem is Mashkiach. He's constantly looking after this world. Now in that Amunah, there are different levels, right? There's Hashkacha Klalis, is a general Hashkacha that Hashem's watching. Then there are times that Hashem is looking at the individual. And us as 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 Yidin, as the Jew, as Klal Yisrael, we we have a special special Ashkach Hashem looks after us. Now, animals as a whole, 
there is Hashem looks after them, just like He looks after everything. Not the same as He looks after us human beings. It's very different. But Hashem is looking after them. When a person reads this pasuk and sees that Hashem cares, that if there's a bird with its little babies, make sure you don't take the bird, the babies in front of the bird. A person is going to realize, hey, Hashem cares about what's going on in this world. Hashem didn't just create this world and call out, you know, and let it, let the world run. Hashem cares what's going on. Then a person says, hey, if Hashem cares what's going on, maybe He cares what's going on in my private life also. Because it makes sense. Hashem cares about what's going on with the animals, for sure me. For sure He cares about what's going on in my life. And it will bring a person to believe that Hashem cares about what's going on with a person in his individual life, in his personal life. So he says, the point of this mitzvah wasn't to teach us Rachmanus, the point of mercy, the point of this mitzvah was to teach us that Hashem cares about what's going on in His world. He cares about what's going on by each and every person. And He says, when a person learns that and realizes that, then it's a two-way street. And this, the Chavim Salvava speaks about also. When we believe and realize Hashem is in touch with our personal life, Hashem becomes, excuse me, in touch with us and cares about us more. You know, when we realize Hashem is, cares about us, then Hashem cares about us more. It's a two-way street and the, the relationship builds. So when a person realizes and he realizes, hey, Hashem cares about what's going on in my life, right? Then he'll be zaycha to He'll have a better life. One, one, one of the things that whenever I keep thinking about Amuna is that if a person not, doesn't realize there's Hashem running his life, it's a very hard life. Right? If a person doesn't realize that there's Hashem that's running his life, it's an extremely hard life. Right? Because a guy's, you know, on the way to a business meeting where he's gonna make a lot of money, you know, he gets stuck in a traffic jam, misses the meeting, right? The guy's gonna be really upset. Man be depressed, he just lost out a couple of million dollars, right? And there's not, if a person doesn't have any belief system that there's an Hashem, he walks away from that day extremely upset, extremely sad, extremely depressed, not knowing what to do with himself. A person who has a Muna, he knows, he may be upset, he may not know the reason, but he knows there's a Hashem that orchestrated that he shouldn't make it to the meeting. And it goes like with that, like that with any single pain or sorrow a person could go through, if we're, we believe that, we, that Hashem runs out, runs the world, it's a much better life. It's just, if anyone wants, if a person wants to have a better life, it's worth it to have a muna. Because whenever we go through, we always could connect it. You know, there's a, there's a plan, Hashem has a plan. I mean, I know what the plan is, but there's a plan. So when a person <clears throat> realizes from this mitzvah of Shulach Khan that there's Hashem that cares about what's going on, he'll have arichas yamim and have a good life. A good life because everything will be with living with that amuna. That I just saw it says Chaim uh, Friedlander says that we says everything is in the in the hands of Shemayim right Chutz besides Miyir Shemayim besides for fearing Hashem everything is Bidei Shemayim Chutz Miyir Shemayim for Miyir Shemayim yeah right right that no what it says that everything even for that you have to daven for but the idea is that everything is 
Hashem's decision besides for Ruchnius. For spiritual things, that, that's up to us. Now, how many times do we have, you know, an idea of we want to grow in some, something in Ruchnius in our Yerushimayim, and it doesn't come to fruition, it doesn't work out, right? Even in Ruchnius and spiritual things, the only thing that's up to us is the choice. If it will actually happen, that's still up to Hashem, right? We could choose to do good. We could choose we want to come to Domini one day early. Uh, but then something happens that just prevents us from making it there, right? So even in Ruchnius, the only thing that's up to us is what? The choice. Whether it will happen or not in Ruchnius is not up to us. We can make the choice. We can put in the effort. But if it actually happened, it's not up to us. That being the case, let's read the words again. besides fear Meaning to say, all choices are bideshamayim. Mean any choice we make that's not in regards to ruchnius, it doesn't have to do with anything spiritual. We're just a puppet. Hashem puts the choice in our mouth. The only choices that we that are up to us to make is yerushamayim. Choices. What kind of car to buy? Should I lease or should I buy? Should I live in Miami Beach or North Miami? Should I go on, should I take this street or this street? Nothing to do with Yerushimayim? When we make that decision, it's Hashem making that decision, it's not us. So, should I go, so it's, it, and living with that, I see a smile. That you said. I bought take two that went up in ten cents. <laughs> that, that that's what this is. I'm just saying. I really, uh, I think you have a choice, but you really have no choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, on a higher level. Right? Yeah. This is exactly what this is. What this particular board. But it's 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 amazing. It's it, but it's amazing. You know why it's amazing? I know when I was when at one point I was I was going back and forth. Should I should I buy like an eight thousand dollar car or or lease? Yeah. It's back and forth. You could say the days and days. People say the days and days. So which one's better? Going back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. It's pathetic. You know why? Because I'll just make the decision. I'll be Hashem making the decision. Hashem's gonna make the decision no matter what. Hashem has a choice. 
means the decision to make any decision that has nothing to do with Ruchnius, Hashem is making it. So why worry ourselves over these stupid things? Should I go to that store or that store? Should I go here or there? It's not Kobe Deh Shemayim. The car the least, this is huh? a, it's a head square. You can sugar. start calculating the miles. If we sell it for $2,000. But you have to do is start But you have to do a minimum Huh? To take the children. No one's saying be negligent. Don't be negligent. No one's saying be negligent. But after. Oh, so you know you have a choice, you pick one. <laughs> pick yeah. one. You know you're right. Sometimes but you could drive something. You have to you go crazy. Time, right? You go crazy. Here, Not I'll, crazy. Give you, I'll give you a great example story that just happened to me, okay? I had, so I had so I ended up buying the car. Okay? This car was sitting, I brought it down to Florida now. It was my second car. It was I under Senada two thousand six. Market value was two thousand dollars. Okay. I now, buy it. No? You sell it? You wanna buy it? Okay, so I'll tell you. Listen, <laughs> listen to the story. Listen to the story. Listen to the story. Here's the story, okay? Now, a couple of months ago I was going back and forth because my wife, she's in college for nutrition. Eventually she's gonna be an internship, she's gonna have a job, she's gonna need a car. But it's a, it's a while, it's like two it could be two years away until that happens. Now this is a 2006 car sitting in a spot. Should I wait? Should I sell it? Should I sell it for two thousand dollars? Wait two years, but it may die. I may turn it may not go on. Yeah. What should I do? Going back and forth, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do it, huh? For now I don't need it. I'll need it possibly in two years. Huh? Yeah, I walk here, yeah. Do some exercise. So, I'm in New York in the summer. I come back. My first day back, I get a call from Geico. Hi, how are you? So someone hit your Sonata. I said, oh, that's interesting, I didn't know that. I go outside, a guy made a sharp turn, rammed in the back of my Sonata, hit my body and my bumper. Okay, fine. I said, I said they so said okay. He, call, he caused it. He caused he the cops Geico? came down. No, the cops came down. They ah. got my insurance. Progressive called Geico. Fine. Whatever. So Geico calls me up. Called Progressive. I called Progressive. They said fine. We're gonna send the evaluator down. No, first I took pictures. Send them pictures. They sent the evaluator down. He came down. Fine. We called you up. Five thousand three hundred dollars. They're giving me. Five thousand. Five thousand three hundred dollars. Paid eight thousand. I paid eight thousand for the car. I was gonna sell it for two. Maybe two. Maybe two. <laughs> and I would have felt bad, felt bad selling it to you because like AC didn't work. Five thousand three hundred dollars. Easy. They came and told my car no sweat. Hakobi de Shemayim. Kotzimir Shemayim. I'm gonna sit there. Should I sell? Should I that? Hashem has a plan. Okay. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where did you park? I need to park mine. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. You should know it's a good spot because there's no stop sign. It's by it's, uh, 30, 39th and Meridian. You know where the school is? Over there? So it's a sharp turn and there's no stop sign. But my car's parked there, so you're not going to park it. still there? No, my other car. Why, you want to I parked my other car. Double D? Double D. You want somebody from the front? <laughs> oh, by the way, one second. Oh, you want to hear that? Also, one, one more part of the story. When I parked it there before I went to Brooklyn, so there's two spots. There's a spot by the driveway, and there's a second spot. I parked in the second spot. Yeah. Then I'm like, you know what? Let me move up to the first spot. <laughs> and because I moved up to the first spot, I got ran. The Volkswagen behind me got a little dent. 
So yeah, okay. Like this. Last week, we spoke, the partial last week spoke about taking a bribe, right? And we said that a judge can't take a bribe because if a judge takes a bribe, it will blind him. I mean, anyone, biggest tzaddik, takes a bribe, it will blind him. Right? So a little understanding in that is, is that when I do give you something, I give you something, you feel indebted to me. To the extent that you can be the biggest tzaddik, but you feel so indebted to me that if it comes to judgment, we can't trust, trust your judgment anymore. And that's why you can't judge anymore, right? Okay. So this week's passage says like this, Amunumaya of two nations, two nations that can never get married into Kalisar. They're not allowed, we don't want them. Amunumaya. Why? Pasuk says, you know why? Because when we were in the Midbar, when we were in the desert, leaving the Trayan, we wanted bread and water, they didn't give us bread and water. Okay? I ask you, you're sitting by your house, looking at you, and you see this hungry guy walking by. You're going to go outside offer him bread and water? No. I'm in mud, they didn't give us bread and water. We don't want them to Kaisal. Whoa, what's going on? For that, they're not allowed to Kaisal. They're on bond set. You know why? Because many, many years before, they had a grandfather whose name was Light. Avram Avinu took care of Light. Avram Avinu took care of their grandfather, and they don't go give bread and water to the children. We don't want them to Kaisal. Now, that doesn't seem so fair. Their great-great-great-great-grandfather, Avinu took care of their great-great-great-grandfather. They didn't give back, they didn't give the great-great-great-grandchildren of Avinu back a favor. We don't want them into Kali Israel. That's a punishment. That's a fear of punishment. Yes, because at the end, because Abraham saved Lot, right. that's why they exist. Otherwise, they wouldn't exist. Very good, that's true. Very good. That's very true. That's a, that's a very good point. 100%. I agree. I agree. I agree. 100%. They're on bond so Ravelli Lapian explains like this. He says, gratitude, he says, is a natural feeling. Someone does me a favor, there's a natural feeling for me to want to give him back. Someone who's missing that, they're missing something's wrong with their DNA. Such people we don't want to cause. Talking about Akar Satayib, a few seconds later, okay, this is an important, very important, I feel these are, these are these next, this passage is extremely important for a lot of reasons. It says, like of Mitzri, don't despise the Mitzri, you know why? We lived in Mitzrayim. Rashi says, they took our children and threw our children into the river, Mitzrayim. They were no, they were no fancy hotel. But you, but you lived there. You had a place to live. You had a place to live. They gave you a place to live. You're now, you're responsible. You're high to give out Karsa Tayyip. To that such an extent. Not from the beginning. The beginning, there was good. The beginning. They were, yeah. The mitzvah yeah, was good. Yeah, but it turns out in the end. Yeah, but the, even that. But even say that. At the end. At the end, yeah. That's even what she at said. the end. At the, they were a place for you to live. They gave you a place to live. They were a place to live. Yeah, I have a That means if someone does something for you, even if he has ulterior motives, even if he may have wronged you, but he did you a favor, he did you a favor, you have to give him a car sometime. I, I didn't understand that. 